All right, uh, joining me today on the uh, Big Breakfast Show uh, podcast is a longtime resident and local historian from the Oxbow area, Otto Newman. Uh, hi there, Otto. How are you? Not too bad at all. Hey, it was nice uh, for you to join me today, Otto. Well, I'm glad to do that. Hope I can help you out. Absolutely. You know what? Uh, let's go back to the early days, Otto. How long has Oxbow and, and Southeast Saskatchewan been home for you? Well, I was born in 1929. And but not not I I was southeast of, of Glen Yoon, which is well I was only about fifteen miles from Oxford then. Yeah, that's not far yeah. at all. No, that's not this far area, at all. Yeah. So did you uh, did you grow up on a farm then, Otto? Yeah, you did, eh? Yeah. Nice. Okay. Yeah. yeah. And uh, what were the communities like back then, as a, as a child growing up in the southeast corner, Otto? Uh, what were the communities like back then? Do you recall some of that? Oh yeah, it, it it was it was certainly different. The um, you know, like we had country schools and and um, you know, and people didn't. Uh, there was a lot of people that never had a car at that time. And then the the 30s come, and you know, like I was born in 1929, and Dad always said that was the cause of the depression. <laughs> Thanks, Dad. <laughs> so, is it true, Otto, that it was uphill both ways to school back then? <laughs> I, I guess so, but I, I really enjoyed going to school. I didn't mind that. Yeah. And, okay. And mother and dad they immigrated, and uh, they they uh, they spoke German between themselves, but they worked at different places on the farms and that. Okay. And and uh, of course they were English speaking places. And uh, when I started the school, I didn't uh, notice the problem with uh, going to school or anything with the language or anything. I never. Some of the kids did that come from overseas. Okay, so back then, what were some of your chores uh, before and after school growing up then, Otto? Uh... Oh, we we carry in wood, and sometimes you'd, I'd have to chop some wood up to to burn because we we. Uh, didn't have electricity or gas at that time, and, and no running water, and so we'd have to carry water in. We were, we were lucky enough in most places that we had a fairly good well and had good drinking water. Yeah, there's a lot of folks that'll never experience that type of a lifestyle. Yeah, and and you know, you feed the chickens, and and at that time, you know, you'd have to set a hen to hatch the chicks out for you, and we'd raised them like little pets, them chickens. Wow. Yeah. So at what point did you uh, get into the farming yourself then for you and your family, Otto? Well, <laughs> Dad, Dad wasn't the most ambitious kind of a guy, but I, uh, well, he just grew up with it, you know. Uh, got, Dad got more horses and got got going like the in the thirties. It was pretty hard to do anything because even if you planted something, it didn't have nothing to harvest. It seemed like, but uh, once once uh, once uh, well in in thirty nine wasn't a very good year anymore, or still part of the thirties. But nineteen forty. It started to rain, and things started growing then, and we, we went on from then. I was fairly uh, good size for my age and fairly strong, so I'd, I'd help making hay and cleaning the barns out and all that kind of thing, hoeing the garden. 
and then of course <laughs> in uh, we 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 had a teacher that come to teach and she was hired for i think three hundred and eighty dollars a year wow and and she only taught up until christmas time and then then she went on somewhere else and they hired a, another teacher to replace her and she got the same rate of pay till june and then when uh June ended, they rehired that teacher, and they gave her $900. And what do you think the reason was? I have no idea. The war. Ah. That was 1939. 39 to 45, eh? Yeah, yeah. That was 1939, and that's when the king and the queen come to Canada. Wow. Yeah, they come through Saskatchewan. I think it was the first time the royal family came. You know what? You're doing so well on this, uh, Otto. I'm having trouble remembering what I did yesterday. <laughs> you're, you're going back to 1939 on me here. Yeah. Wow. Okay, let's let's skip ahead a little bit here. Not too far, I guess, Otto. But you're fairly familiar with the uh, the Oxbow rum running days, and, and I don't mean that in a negative way, but knowledgeable. Yeah, is, I couldn't drink at all. Is what I'm talking about here. But, but you've got a pretty good grasp on those days, uh, too, just being a local historian. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I, I well, we were close to the American border here, so there, there was times, I guess, when it went either way. You know, people would uh, try to smuggle stuff down there or bring it up here. And, uh, but uh, there was a time when I start, when we when I started the school that year, I think it was quite dry. I don't think there was much liquor sold anywhere in town here legally. But then I can remember in a in the country school uh, there was a wasn't mowed out very good and there was some brush in a corner and uh, us kids found some empty bottles in there some beer bottles somebody stopped in that schoolyard and they drank some beer through the bottles in there and that was <laughs> in nineteen thirty five oh goodness gradu- gradually that. Uh, they kept loosening things up, yeah. Yeah, my goodness. And 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 uh, earlier, well, up until about 1950, you know, the ladies weren't allowed to go into the beer parlors or right. drinking places. Now, as far as moving ahead even further now, Otto, for yourself in, in Oxbow, the town and the community, I know that the, uh, the Ralph Allen Museum is yeah. a popular spot in, in Oxbow, um, how familiar are how familiar are you with that, and and how long have you been associated with it? Because I know you're you're tied to it uh, pretty much at the hip these days. Well, I never I never had a lot to do with it until I moved into town in '97. So and and I've been on the board there since about that time, I guess. Yeah, that's uh, that's uh, longevity right there in '97. That's several years ago, Otto. Yeah, it is getting to be something like 25 years. Can you elaborate on the uh, museum for us as far as uh, well, uh, how it came about and, and what are some of the uh, the great benefits of people seeing it in well, Oxbow? Uh, yeah. Uh, it, it's called the Ralph Allen Museum. It's actually the old CPR railroad station. And Ralph Allen's father was a station agent, and so he... he he, I don't know how old he was when he come here, but uh, uh, they come in 1923. Oh, yeah, I think that's the year they came. 
But anyway, uh, his father was Glenn Allen, and he he uh, he run the station for that many years, and then they left about oh, when the wartime started, about 1938 or 39, and uh, Ralph went to school here, and then. I think he had something to do with journalism, or he went to study something about it. At least he was interested in it. And then when the war started, he uh, went went overseas, and he ended up being a war correspondent from overseas. He was in a lot of the front-line action there, and Hmm. quite a a thing. Then he got come back and uh, got to be editor of McLean's magazine. And uh, he come here, he donated things for the museum and quite a thing. Now, if I'm not mistaken on this, Otto, you uh, you give tours and you're you're working like yeah. at, the, at the museum for the busy months yeah. of the summer and that. Now, um, what do you see for traffic over the course of a summer there in, in well, Oxbow? Because I know Oxbow always takes care of itself, and, and it's such a great community, but uh, how, do you, how do you see things transpire, say, from May through September? It's, uh, it's uh, been kind of dormant on account of this pandemic thing, you know. And uh, I'm on call. They, uh, they call me out quite often, and it, it's really interesting, and there's a lot of people there want to find out where their grandparents are buried or something and so I can show them the cemetery too or and even go out in the country once in a while I'll uh, be with a busload of kids school kids or something and we'll go through drive through the country too and oh nice they'll, they'll come and look through the museum and it's surprising how some of those young kids are get interested in old things and what their grandparents had done. You know what? It just takes somebody to kind of point them in the right direction. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's just hard to believe how things have changed. Yeah. I understand, uh, Otto, that you just did a tour a short time ago with somebody who was uh, a family member of Ralph Allen. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. She was uh, a niece. Her mother was born in Oxbow. She was the last child in that family. And she'd never been in Oxbow before. And she was really delighted. I spent five hours with her. Wow. Yeah, yeah. She just couldn't get over that. <laughs> I guess not. Yeah. Absolutely. Wow, yeah. good job on your part there, Otto. No, yeah. d- no doubt about that, eh? Well, yeah, I've been around here all my life and, and uh, Interested in, in things like that. I've always been interested in geography and archaeology and history. So that that's that's my interest. You are a busy fella. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't got time to even have a puff. <laughs> there you go. No puff needed, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. So as far as the town itself, Otto, if you look back over the last few years, and I'm talking, I don't know, 20 years, what are some of the things that you feel have uh, kind of moved the town forward and the changes that you've seen that, that the the community has benefited from? Well, we've got a real nice co-op store here, and uh, it's improved that that's a good thing. We're lucky to have that store here. 
you know, they, once in a while people grumble about this or that, but, you know, we're lucky to have them here. It gives work for a lot of the young people. And we have a fairly good health care system here. The doctors are good in the hospital. And uh, that that's... And it's... Uh, we're far enough away from a lot of places, and so it's it's unique that way. People come from a quite a piece, and uh, but one one of the things is is that uh, uh, well, there's like the communication and that with all this electronic stuff coming. You know, we used to have a good Oxbow paper, and other towns around just did too, and you know those things disappear and. Oh, yeah, they weren't much good when they were here, but we sure miss them now. Yeah, yeah it's funny how that works, isn't it? Yeah, and that's the way our museum is, you see. Right. It'll be too bad when it's gone, that's for sure. Well, that's the unfortunate thing. Like you yeah. said, you don't realize what you have until you don't have it anymore. Yeah. And that's yeah. when things change. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and there's a few people around like me, but, you know... Uh, who, who are you going to ask, what, what was this like, or what was that like, you know? Yeah, exactly. No, benefit yeah. to the community, no doubt about that. Wow. Yeah. My goodness. Oxbow has done a really good job as far as promoting itself and, and growing and changing with the times. Yeah. And yeah. it must be amazing for somebody like yourself who's been there and called at home, you know, to the area yeah. all your life. It, it's just yeah. amazing to see because small towns kind of have a special place in my heart. Oh yeah, it, it's it's quite a thing, and it's it, we're lucky that it, things are going as good as they are, because there are a lot of smaller places that have folded up pretty much. Anytime anybody comes along, I don't mind help taking them on a tour, and and I've I've got collected a, quite a few native things and archae through archaeology and some trade items about early history times and the Northwest Mounted Police and so on and. Alameda started uh, the post office was named Alameda in in um, 1883 and they they thought the railroad was going to hit there but it didn't it come come here to where Oxbow is and so they um, Oxbow didn't didn't get its name until 1891 Wow! Well, around that time, that's when Oxbow really started. The railroad got here, and then uh, it got to Estevan the next year. That happened a lot back then, didn't it, along the railroad? Oh, yeah. Yep. Yeah, yeah. That's where you needed to be if you were going to do business. Yeah, yeah. One item that I didn't touch on yet, Otto, is the park just south of town, down in the valley there. That oh, is yeah. a That is a beautiful area. Yeah, well, it's the river, yeah, and it's nice. It's When I... When I uh, farmed i lived right on the river just southwest of oxbow ways and uh, i enjoyed my life there i didn't need to go to the lake or anything like that it was right there it's great that beaver park they call it okay yeah man oh man did you uh was it just strictly uh farming for you or did you run cattle too Otto? well i had mixed farm yeah mixed okay yeah. Well, nice the land was about half wasteland and yeah it it was an economical way to make a living at that time. Right. Yep. Now nowadays things are sort of specialized more. Some one guy has all the cattle, and the next guy has the grain. <laughs> yeah, there's some really big operations, isn't there? Oh yeah. My yeah. goodness. So, 
so different. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. You know what, Otto? This has been such a pleasure chatting with you here this morning, and I, I can't thank you enough for uh, for doing this, but I, uh, I certainly appreciate it. And I just uh, wish you all the very best uh, going forward with whatever it is you uh, decide to tackle next. Well, I'm, I'm glad to be able to answer some of your questions. And, and uh, any time we'll, we'll, we can do it again, any time you feel like it.